Well, good morning. I'm so glad you could be with me today as we together get into God's Word. We're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John in the Unfolding the Word ministry. I hope it's been useful to you. We've been looking over the last two days at a portion of the fifth chapter of 1 John, specifically verses 11 to 13. And we're going to continue to look at today, and I make no apology for that. Uh, it would seem like three days on three verses, and the answer is yes, because these verses are so impactful. They are rooted in such significant implications of truth that we must understand what God has said here to us about it. So let me read those verses to you again, and we'll get started into our study. Hopefully conclude today our look at these verses. Verse 11, and this is the testimony or witness that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has that life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have that life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. We're talking about the promise of eternal life. Not just the promise of unending existence. All have that. The issue is, where will we be in an unending sort of way? When our physical life ends, we don't cease to exist, brothers and sisters. So where do we go? What happens to us? All of us face accountability before God. Those who know Jesus Christ as Savior pass out of this world into continuing, satisfying relationship with the Father. Those who do not turn to Christ in this world, when they die, they continue to have a conscious existence, aware of separation from God and all that God can offer. God's great promise to us in the gospel is that we can have unending, good, satisfied, accepted relationship with God because of Jesus Christ. Our life can be full, purposeful, satisfying. We can live in a way we were created to, by God to live, which is in vital relationship with him, our creator. He is God. We are his creation. And in Jesus Christ, as his creation, we've also become his children, adopted into his very family. He makes this promise of eternal life to those that turn to Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, as we saw, a promise of eternal life is only significant to those who think they're dying or know they're dying. And much of the world keeps pushing that reality out of their minds. But the truth of the matter is we are dying apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will end up separated from God with no way to account for our sin apart from from what Christ has done for us. The challenge is respond to him and follow him. The promise of eternal life, as we saw in these verses, is found only in the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who have him have life. Those who do not have him do not have life. It's a simple equation. Disastrous, sobering, but simple. Do you know Christ or don't you? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Is he your way, truth, and life? Have you come to the Father through him? If you haven't, then you haven't come to the Father. And you have no solution for the sin for which he is holding you accountable as a righteous, holy, and just God. 
God says to us, and we finished with this yesterday, we can know you and I as children of God, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ can know that we have eternal life right now and it will continue on forever. We talked about that word know, a form of the Greek word adon, which means factual knowledge. We can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. We can know not just with a hope so kind of feeling, but a settled conviction. We can know. We can take it to the bank. God has said something. It's a promise. Our faith as believers is not a hope so faith. It's a certain faith based on the trustworthiness of God and the promises that he has made to us. And he supernaturally worked to make available to us by getting us the scriptures. Now let's build on this and conclude our study of this today. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. So the question is, what does it mean to be believing in the name of the Son of God? Because everything seems to rise and fall on that reality. It rises and falls on the very Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. It rises and falls on whether we're believing in that one. So what is this all about? What is this word believe? Well, the word translated believe here in verse 13 is a translation of the Greek word pisteuo, which has the concept of being persuaded about something, trusting in it, resting in it, having a settled conviction about it. It is a multi-dimensioned word. We don't have a single English word that gets to reflect all of those ideas. But let's review them again. Persuasion about something. Persuasion that demonstrates a trust and a resting in it. A settled conviction about something. So my question to you this day, in light of that, and understanding that believing in the name of the Son of God seems to certainly be the, the conditional clause here, uh, What's true of your heart? What's true of you? You don't have to answer to me, but before God, he sees your heart. He knows what's true. What's true of your heart about these things regarding the Lord Jesus Christ and his work on the cross, regarding the gospel, regarding these great promises of God? Are you believing? And let's, let's take it apart even further. Let's unfold it more. This idea of believing means, first of all, are you persuaded inside that Jesus is who he said he is and was? Do you really accept that he was the very son of God, the word made flesh to dwell among us? Remember, that theme has come up multiple times here in 1 John. The book itself began with an affirmation of the fact that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So are you persuaded at the deepest level of yourself, that Jesus is who he said he was. The very Son of God, the Word made flesh to dwell among us. Are you persuaded about that? Are you trusting? Remember, because that's part of this idea of pisteuo too. Are you trusting, resting in what he did for you at the cross? He said he went to the cross to die for your sins. Are you accepting that? Are you resting in it? Not just are you intellectually affirming it, but are you resting in it? You know, that issue of resting in. You know, you can look at a chair and think, well, I think that would hold my weight, but unless you sit on it, it's just so much head knowledge. Are you sitting on the gospel? Have you decided to rest your eternity in the truthfulness of it? So that from that moment onward, you're trusting in what Jesus did instead of trusting in what you've done? 
Are you believing in the name of the Son of God? Are you settled in? Remember, we talked about that. Persuaded about, resting or trusting in, settled conviction about. Are you settled in the conviction about the promise of the truth of the gospel, that God has made a promise to us, the new covenant promise, that for those who turn to Christ, God will deal with us forever based on the perfect life of Christ, not based on our own works and what we've earned? Are you settled about it? Are you resting in it? Is it a settled conviction of your life? Another way to phrase all of that is, have you repented? Have you believed? Are you resting in your eternal future in the hands of the one who died for you on the cross? Are you believing in the name of the Son of God? To be believing means to act on, not merely have intellectual acceptance of. It means, on a practical level, that I admit to God from the heart about my sin and my hopeless condition before him. No more pride and smugness before God. Yeah, I'm a mess, Lord. You're right. I've been in rebellion against you. So I admit that to him. I decide to turn from my rebellion, trying to run my own life, be the master of my own life, and put my life at his feet and say, I want you to be the Lord of my life, Lord. You created me for yourself. Have you acted on the receiving of the Lord Jesus, saying, I've stopped trusting in myself now. I am from this moment on trusting in what Jesus Christ did for me. I receive him as my personal Savior. He is the one I'm looking to for salvation forever to my future. And if your answer is yes to those kinds of questions, then you, in fact, are believing in the name of the Son of God. If your answer is not yes to those kinds of questions, then you are just merely expressing some level of intellectual acceptance of those things that we've been looking at in the scriptures and the promises of the gospel. God wants you to be believing in the name of the Son of God. If God says here, if your answers are yes to these kinds of things, so that believing means more than merely intellectual, then you can know that you have eternal life. If your answers are yes to these things, you can know where you are going. You can know what eternity will be like for yourself. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know. God wants you to know. God wants you to move from hope so to settled conviction. Have you acted on the gospel? Do it today, my friends. Do it today. Join me tomorrow as we continue, Lord willing, in our study.